In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Is I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet, in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hello, people. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. I am glad to have your ear again. This is Minister Diane Jones. I am your host. And guess what? I'm not the same woman I used to be. I'm free. That's the name of our show. And it is true of my life. That is my testimony. I am not the same woman I used to be. I'm free. And you may ask, free from what? I'm on the air because I want to tell people how I got free. Free from what? Oh, that's a power-packed question. I am free from the negative thought patterns that used to uh, cause me to feel uh, defeated or make uh, negative or choices that were not healthy and good for me. I am free from the shame of the abuse that happened in my early childhood. I am free from the responsibility and carrying the weight of my past, uh, carrying the responsibility and the weight of the actions of my abuser and other people uh, that had, had abused me. I am free most of all, most of all from the bondage of sin. That is something to shout about. And you know what? Yesterday, people, I got my little dance and my shout on, if you understand what I'm saying. Um, my husband and I went to visit uh, a ministry here in the D.C. area. And it's been a little while since I've been able to dance and rejoice before the Lord uh, in that manner. But when the message went forth and the proclamations went forth, 
I adopted some of those proclamations for myself, but I felt them in my spirit because one of my New Year's proclamations, my New Year's proclamation now is, this is a new season. This is a new day. Every tongue that was spoken against me, and I'm speaking specifically of last year, not 2010, but from 2009 to 2010. <laughs> Every tongue that was spoken against me and our work for the Lord has been stopped. Everyone that is against me is against me, but everyone that is with me is with me in Jesus' name. That is my New Year's proclamation. And when that got in my spirit yesterday, because of the words of encouragement and the exhortation that went forth from the pulpit, I got happy and I started dancing and I started praising the Lord and thanking the Lord for his goodness. I am looking forward to good things in 2011. Now I know why Chris and I didn't really bother to celebrate on New Year's Eve. <laughs> we were tired and we fell asleep before midnight, but uh, my New Year's celebration and my New Year's proclamation didn't begin until yesterday. Amen. Amen. So I am so glad to have you with me. It's always a pleasure to, to um, be on the air and have something good to, to share with people. And, and you know what? I was thinking tonight as I was preparing my, my uh, tea that one of the reasons that I'm on the air, and I don't talk a lot about it in this way, is because I also want to give God the glory. I want to tell the world about my testimony. I want to share what he has done for me. The other reason, as you probably know, those of you that have been listening, is because I want to help other people to overcome the traumas in their life. If they suffered the type of trauma that I suffered, which was not only sexual abuse, it was physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, but we talk a lot about sexual abuse on this show, and I want to help other people overcome those kinds of traumas, but I want to take the opportunity every chance I get to tell of the goodness of Jesus Christ and what he has done for me. I am free, people. Are you free? Do you want to be free from those things that I just mentioned? Well, if you do, we are talking about deliverance. We've been talking about it for several weeks now, but there is still more to come. There is still more that I must share. So get your tea. I've already got mine. Join me. You know, if you don't do the tea thing, then, of course, you can pick the beverage of your choice. You know, just get something that's uh, relaxing, though. You know, something that's relaxing. Put your feet up. Relax. Open your mind. Open your ears, though. Open your spiritual ears so that you can hear what the Lord may say to you tonight. Okay, and we are going to continue on this very heavy subject. 
if you are in an environment or a situation that you are being sexually abused, you need to know, first of all, that you're not alone. You are not alone. Sad to say there are hundreds, probably thousands, probably millions of people just like you. You are not alone. I understand. The Lord understands. God understands your situation. He understands the pain and the despair and the confusion that you are probably feeling. You need to know that God has answers. He has answers for your situation. Even if you can't fix it today, even if you can't end it, even if you can't get out of it this minute, you need to know that he is intervening in your situation even as we speak. If you're listening to this broadcast, that is, that is because he is intervening in your situation and he is empowering you internally. He is empowering you spiritually to deal with your situation until you can be free. Okay? You need to separate yourself completely from the situation. If at all possible, you need to separate yourself completely from the situation. And when I talk about sexual abuse, I need to remind you, I need to take you back, you know, have you regress in our, in our, in our discussions and, and understand that I am not just talking about rape. I am not limiting that that phrase sexual abuse i am not limiting it to rape or molestation or incest um, i am not just talking about you perhaps being abused but i'm speaking to to listeners who may be abusing other people as well if you are abusing someone else Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents. I am talking about sex between unmarried individuals. I am talking about adultery, which means having sex outside of your marriage relationship, and you are married. I'm talking about same-sex encounters and same-sex relationships. I'm talking about every form of sex that is not according to God's will. 
I hate to mention things like bestiality, but they do occur. And that is also a form of sexual abuse. That is a way of abusing the sex act and what God created sex for. I'm talking about all forms of sexual abuse. If you are in an environment or situation where you are abusing or being abused, you need to separate yourself from that situation. Looks like we've already come upon our first break. So I know I've given you something to think about just in this first few minutes. Be back from the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells. Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. This is not your typical show about adopting children. This is a shared experience from Mary Beth's heart. Mary Beth will be talking about and covering all the issues pertaining to adoption, including adopted parents, birth parents, adoptees, foster care, and infertility. So... How did your journey to motherhood begin? Or are you still on the path? We want to hear all voices sharing their stories and talking about those issues that are so dear to our hearts. You see, Mary Beth is a birth mom that relinquished a child for adoption and ended up coming full circle by adopting two beautiful little girls from Guatemala. And that led to her starting a doll company about adopting baby dolls from all around the world so that children could choose their own doll and learn about that doll's heritage. For more on Mary Beth and her dolls, go to PreciousBabyDolls.com. Then join us for Adoption, Journey to Motherhood. With Mary Beth Wells, Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. Remember, the heart knows no boundaries. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. If it is possible, separate yourself from the situation completely, immediately, okay? Do not let Satan tell you in your mind, through your thoughts, or through others, through other people, that you are breaking up the family or you are breaking up 
the relationship or you are destroying someone else's life. Do not accept that lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell. It's a lie because Satan, along with your attacker or your abuser, is the one who targeted you, your family. He's the one who targeted you or your family for destruction. So if you buy into that lie, then you're going to think, well, if I leave, you know, I'm, I'm destroying this other person. Uh, I'm destroying, you know, this uh, finances and all that other stuff is probably going to come into play. I'm, you know, I'm ruining someone else's life. And don't buy that lie. That is a lie from the pit of hell. If your relatives, if your friends, if your um, immediate relationships can't support your decision, they are just as responsible as your attacker or in some cases as your abuser is for your pain. Because remember, I'm not just talking about rape. Rape, of course, that would be an attacker. That would be someone who attacks you in the form of consensual relationships that are against God's will for your life. Um, that's a little bit different. But that person is just as responsible for the pain that is being inflicted upon you. And some of you don't even realize that it is pain. Some of you don't even realize that you are being violated day in and day out when you stay in those unhealthy, those um, unholy sorts of situations and relationships. You, some of you don't even realize that you are being stripped of your essence and your destiny and what God truly has for you when you live in those type of situations, when you are addicted to pornography, when you are addicted to sex outside of the confines of a marriage. If you don't realize that I'm speaking to you tonight and I'm letting you know that it is not wholesome, it is not safe, it is not healthy, it is not holy, and it is not according to God's plan for you and your life. So you need to separate yourself from that situation completely and immediately. If your family, friends, uh, the person, the, your extended family, you know, if they can't understand your decision, then they have come and are under Satan's influence too. Then that means that they side with the enemy, knowingly or unknowingly. I say that because there is no middle ground. According to the word of God, no man can serve two masters. He will love the one and hate the other. So in this situation, there is no middle ground or gray area where righteousness is concerned. Oh, I tell you, when you listen to people talk now and when you go to churches, even a lot of churches, not all churches, you get the impression that there's a lot of gray area, that there's a lot of middle ground, that you can straddle the fence, that you can be lukewarm in these areas. 
you know, that you can be somewhere in the middle. There is no middle ground where righteousness is concerned. It was either right for your attacker to violate you or it was wrong. It was either a righteous good deed or it was an evil deed. It was either according to God's will for your life or it was evil, either an evil plot and plan and attempt of Satan to steal, kill, and destroy you. Okay? Family, friends, and relatives must choose a side. There's no middle ground, people. And when, when you try to rationalize in your mind, let's say we're talking about molestation now, because that's my history, that's my background, being molested by my father, so that also makes it incest. When you try to rationalize in your mind why the people in your situation did not help you, why they aided and abetted, why they covered, why they denied. The more time you spend wrestling with that, the more confused you become. The harder it is for you to get free, the harder it is for you to have clarity and understanding about what was actually done to you. So the sooner that you come to the place of understanding that it was evil, that it was wrong, that it was not according to God's plan, and anyone who says it was or wants to act like it was or wants to pretend like it was is also not conducting themselves according to God's will. Can't have it both ways. If they protect the offender, they side with evil and unrighteousness. If they repent, though, if they change their mind, if they change their attitude and change their behavior toward it, if they conclude and come to the to the conclusion that, you know what, what that person did was wrong and I'm not going to stand for it. I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to cover it. I'm not going to, you know, worry about losing their friendship and their approval. In other words, if they denounce their part in the situation or denounce the behavior of that person, then hopefully you can heal together. And this is where family relations are concerned, especially because as long as they side with the perpetrator, they are not your friend. They can't be classified as a friend or a loved one, a loved one, one that loves you one that's loyal to you, one that's committed to you. And the more you try to make them fit into that category, the longer you will walk in confusion and bondage about your own identity. Okay? If not, if they refuse to acknowledge the behavior as wrong, uh, if they refuse to repent and denounce their part in the situation, your loyalty to them is also confusion. And as I said, you will continue to walk in confusion. Now, on the other hand, if it is not possible for you to leave your situation immediately, if you are in a situation against your will, perhaps, and, and somehow you manage to be listening to this show, 
I mean, there are, there is a heavy incidence of sex trafficking going on now where people, women, young, young girls, teenagers are being kidnapped and held against their will or just blackmailed, um, blackmailed, emotionally blackmailed, um, maybe not physically held against their will. But, you know, there's all sorts of extreme and crazy cases, situations going on right now. And for whatever reason, if you can't physically leave your situation, then you still need to arm yourself spiritually until you can get out. And we are going to talk about how you do that. How do you arm yourself? How do you arm yourself spiritually when you're in a physically dangerous and demeaning and violating situation? Is that possible? Is that possible? Well, believe it or not, God is omnipresent. You know, he, he can be everywhere. He is everywhere at once. And he can be with you even in the midst of a, a bad situation like that. And, and until you are able to be set free, he can, he can comfort you and sustain you through a bad situation like that, believe it or not. David, I believe it was David, quoted in the scriptures that um, he knew that God was with him and that if he made his bed in hell, he knew that God would be with him. He also said in Psalms, I believe, 23, you know, thou hast prepared a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. He can be with you even in the midst of your enemies. So how do you arm yourself in the midst of a bad situation? First, you accept Christ as your Savior. You call on the name of the Lord. You call on Jesus Christ. You call on him and you say, Lord, I need you. I need you and I need you as my savior. I need you to be with me. I need you to shield me and to protect me, not only from this sin, not only from this action that is being perpetrated against me, but from the sin of this life, from the sin that has, um, that mankind has been thrust into the, the nature of sin. I need you to redeem me because I see how cruel and how ugly and how evil Satan is and how sin is. It's, it's Satan and it's sin that is being done to me and I need you. I need to escape from this cruel situation. Romans 10, 9 and 10 tells us how to do that. And because I'm so close to break, I may not get to finish this statement, but I will go back over it when we come back in from the break. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if thou shalt confess there's that word again, confess. We were talking about that last week, the power of confession, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Be back after the break. <laughs> 
Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism, the historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years, how can we hold on to what we hold dear, and the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth, with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in your heart, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You shall be saved. If you confess, which means if you open your mouth, even in the midst of that dark situation, if you open your mouth and say, I believe, Jesus, that you are the Son of God. I believe that you are the Son of God. I've heard people say prayers and say, you know, God, I've never prayed to you before. Lord Jesus, I've never prayed to you before. I don't even know how to pray, but I need you right now. That is confessing and acknowledging Jesus. That is confessing and acknowledging him. And they may say something like, you know, I don't have much faith. I never have. 
but if you will help me right now, I, I will live for you. I mean, those are confessions. Those are proclamations. So even in the midst of your dark situation, you can confess and you can call on the Lord and he will hear you. Then 10 verse 10 goes on to say, for with the heart, with the inner being, man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Salvation means what? Salvation means being set free from the laws of sin and death, being set free from the curse of sin and death, that you will not be bound, that you will not be held accountable for your sins, that you have new life in Christ Jesus. That is salvation, being set free. And on that note, I believe my wonderful partner in ministry and in life, Christopher Jones, who is always listening. He's always on the air, even when he doesn't say anything. <laughs> I believe that kind of got him a little fired up. And I'm going to let him join in and share his thoughts with us. Hey, Mr. Chris, are you there? I am here. There you go. <laughs> How are you? Absolutely wonderful. Well, dear, you've got the floor. Say hi to the to the folks out there and tell us what's on your mind. Hello, folks out there. <laughs> I was just listening and I was thinking about salvation and and this the situation that mankind is in without Christ in his life, he can't he can't uh, fight against sin. He can't win against sin. Mm -hmm. He's born in sin and he's engulfed by sin and mm -hmm. unless having the redemptive power of, of, of Christ coming mm -hmm. into his life, he will be overtaken by sin. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and until he calls on God from the bottom of his heart he can't defeat sin. Mm -hmm. This is this is why you have molest, molestation and so many other sinful acts. Mm -hmm. Because a, a person is in sin and they don't know how to get out of it. Mm. Or, or they're not willing to do what it takes to get out of it. Mm -hmm. Because it's not it's not that it's just sin. It's the powers of darkness involved in the sin that's that's pushing to keep him in that state and even in a worse state. Mm -hmm. So if if a person never calls on the Lord, how can he change? Mm -hmm. If he's never broken and 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 fall on his face before the Lord, he'll just um continually do what he does until he dies. Amen. And we're born in sin. Mm-hmm. We're born in sin. We're, we are meant to die in sin unless we come to the knowledge of Christ. Mm-hmm. 
And, and that's why we're here today. We're sharing the knowledge of Christ. We're, we're, we're crying loud and sparing not the good news. And that's pretty much all I have to say. <laughs> well, you said a mouthful because what you said uh, reminded me of the scripture that tells us when you said how man, is, he, can't, he can't fight this battle in sin. And he can't overcome it in in sin. It, it, the scripture that says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, up against you know spiritual wickedness and high places. You know, it it, it goes along with what you're saying against dark, the powers of the darkness of this earth. You said that there's also the powers of darkness and the forces that are warring against mankind. Exactly. And if I put you in a raging sea, in a storm, and you're in a rowboat or a canoe with, with one paddle, <laughs> and it's mm -hmm. raining and storming and, and the, the waves are 30 feet high, mm -hmm. and the sky is black, mm -hmm. what's the chances of survival? <laughs> little to none without a miracle that boat's going to be tossed with mm -hmm. every wave mm -hmm. and you're mm -hmm. going to be overtaken and that's the condition that people are in without without God they are in a position where every time they even stick their head up they're being knocked under again mm -hmm. when they come up for air they're not up for long mm -hmm. And, and, and that's literally how the sinful condition is. But when you call on God from the, from the bottom of your heart, when you call on him, then comes that helicopter that can pull you out of that sinful condition and rescue you. Mm -hmm. Throw you that life jacket, throw you that lifeline. and Instantly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The cloud open up and your help will come. You know, I was sitting here thinking as you're talking about, because I could just hear people, the people who feel like, well, you know, because they've never experienced things like what we're talking about, because they've never experienced molestation or in their minds, they've never experienced sexual abuse, maybe. Or, you know, life has been generally good. I can imagine their thoughts right now about, you know, they're probably saying, well, I'm not suffering in sin. I'm not drowning in sin. And I'm not, you know, do you have any thoughts on that? How, how? Well, that's the illusion of the, of the enemy. He wants mm -hmm. you to believe that everything is good and you're living a good life. Mm -hmm. But you have never come, you've never yielded unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. and, and you'll believe that you're actually serving God. Mm -hmm. Even though you've never called on him, because mm -hmm. he is the father of lies, so he's mm -hmm. going to tell you that you're living righteous. Well, the enemy is going to take the father of lies, right? It's what you're saying, right? The yes. enemy is the father of lies, mm -hmm. so he'll he'll tell you that you're living righteous, and he's he told the first lie, right? He's, he's the, the best, best liar. If he can, if, if anybody can sell it, he can sell it. Amen. <laughs> That's just for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
And until your eyes are open, I guess, you know, you'll remain in that condition. And um, the way a lot of our eyes do get open is through, is through struggle, is through um, desire. You know, so a lot of people, sometimes they come to that point, even if they haven't had these kinds of tragedies, sometimes they still get to that point because, for one, the Lord is wooing them and, and, and trying to reach them through different circumstances. And for another, because something in them knows or desires more. They, there may not be all these tragedies and hardships, but there's a longing for more. There's a longing to know, you know, it's like there's a, the emptiness and something is missing. So I was just thinking about that as I was listening to you talk. Those people that might be saying, well, I, that, you know, I can't relate to that. Um, and the other scripture that came to my mind is how uh, someone came up to Jesus and said, you know, good master, such and such and such. I asked him a question or whatever. And he and uh, oh, I don't want to misquote that, but um he said, none, none, none is good save the, you know, save the Father. He didn't even acknowledge being good when he was good. <laughs> There's none no. good, no, not one. You know, although we know Christ was perfect and without sin, but he was being humble. You know, why callest thou me good? You know, there's none good save one, and that's the Father. So, and and another, I know I don't have much time before the break, but another. Um, lie is I've worked in the funeral business and everybody wants to be everybody gets put into heaven when they die mm, mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. And, and no one it's no way that everyone is living a godly life right and, and but it's amazing how we can dress up the, the, the worst ungodly person put a suit on him and and roll him in the church. <laughs> yeah. And put him in heaven. <laughs> Try to put him in heaven. <laughs> Try to say, well, yeah, they say that that's where he is. He's, a, he's in heaven now. He's in a better place. Mm-hmm. The most foul mouth, the most sexually perverse, the most um, addicted, the most... Um, uh, and, and it's not even about naming off the sins either. It's if you have not confessed Christ as your Savior, if you have not called on Jesus as your, to be your Savior, you're a sinner anyway. Whether you've done the worst of things or the least of things, according to the Scripture, all have sinned. I'm sort of God's glory. Be back after the break, people. (laughs) Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones' story. 
You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. Season Me is on Toginet, a delightful, thoughtful, serious, and not-so-serious call-in show with Cecil Murphy and Twyla Belk. Tuesday nights at 8, 7 central on Toginet.com. You know Cecil is the veteran author from 90 Minutes in Heaven, Gifted Hands, When a Man You Loved Was Abused, and many other books, as well as a mentor for writers. And Twyla Belk is an effervescent force known as the Gotta Tell Somebody Gal. She's also a writer and motivational speaker who's always bragging on God. For more on Cecil Murphy, go to his website, Cecil Murphy, that's P-H-E-Y dot com. And for Twyla, GottaTellSomebody.com. The show, Season Me, is a far-reaching, faith-based, shared conversation and call-in show with questions welcomed. A chance to get everything out in the open. From questions about writing, to surviving sexual abuse, to the topics of the day. All from a Christian worldview to help you. Season Me, Cecil Murphy, Twyla Belk. Tuesday evenings at 8, 7 central on toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Well, thank you, uh, Minister Chris. Um, Of course, it is always a pleasure to have you join me on the show. And I want you to feel free to chime in uh, for the remainder of the show. I certainly um, don't want to cut you off in any way. I know that you um, indicated to me that you finished your statement, but I'm leaving the invitation open that if you want to join in, just join in. So um, we were just saying basically that without Christ, all of us are sinners because the scriptures say all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that's in Romans. Um, So it doesn't matter whether you've committed things like rape or incest, pornography, or maybe you've never done anything like that, or maybe you, you know, maybe that's not your story. But if you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior, um, then you're still a sinner, and you still need the grace and the mercy of God. So first you arm yourself by accepting Christ as your Savior. Romans 10, 9, and 10 tells us how we do that. Then, all of the blessings, all of the promises, the power of God becomes available to you. The supernatural, heavenly power of God becomes available to you. The host of heaven become available to you. The angels in heaven become available to you so that when you call on the name of the Lord, he answers. 
He may not answer in the way that you expect answers, but he answers in the way that we need the answers. And he sustains you and he gives you the grace and the inter the inner fortitude and the ability to endure any situation that you find yourself in. That's how you hear these remarkable stories of how we, how people, you know, live through some of the most horrific situations that a person could possibly experience. And before I get too far in this, I just wanted to stop for a minute and give you an opportunity. If you are listening and you don't know Christ as your Savior, I want to help to walk you through that prayer, help to walk you through that confession. If what I'm saying pricks your heart, if it bears witness with you, if you feel what I'm saying, if you feel a tug inside to, to, to make this decision, to make this confession, then just, then just pray and repeat after me. I really actually don't like telling people what to say because I think that that should be a matter of the heart. But for the sake of those of you who may you know, just want someone to walk you through it, then I just ask you to repeat after me. Dear Lord, I call on your name tonight. I call on your name, Jesus. I believe in my heart that you are real. I believe in my heart that you are the Son of God. I believe in my heart that you can save me from my sins. I believe that you can free me from the bondage of sin. And I need you to set me free, not only from my situation, but from the bondage of sin in my life and in this world. I don't want it to have control over me anymore. I want to be free. I want to know love. I want to be loved. I want to know your love. I want to be loved by you. So I ask in Jesus name, in your name, Jesus, I ask that you come into my heart, that you live with me, that you walk with me, that you talk with me, that you dwell with me. I ask that you forgive me of all of my sins, the ones I know of and the ones that I don't know of. I ask that you forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And if you make yourself real to me now, I will serve you for the rest of my days. If you make yourself Reveal yourself to me now. I will serve you for the rest of my days. And I thank you now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Whew, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I have prayed that prayer. And I know what God can do. And I know how instant he can be. For some people, you can feel an instant shift. You can feel an instant change in your heart. Other people don't feel it immediately. But as the days go by, you begin to have a new insight. You have, you have a new hunger and a new desire to know more of him. 
But once you have made that step of faith, once you have made that confession of salvation and you've made Christ your Savior, then all of the blessings, all of the promises, all the power of God and the host of heaven become available to you. So put on salvation. Put on righteousness. Get a Bible. Get a Bible Begin to study, begin to read the Word of God, because the Word of God is Christ. Christ is, He was the living Word. He was the Word in life form. And then He left His words. He left His life. He left the roadmap for us to follow. So when you study the Word of God, you are learning Jesus Christ. Study the word. Learn God's ways the best that you can. I've heard stories and testimonies. Um, there was a movie years ago that came out called China Cry. And I've heard stories of people who maybe accepted Christ in some in the prisons, you know, in China, even in the underground Um ministries and accepted Christ and all they had was maybe a page of the Bible or a half a page of the Bible and they meditated on those words day and night and as often as they could in between being you know worked and tortured and accused of treason and accused of you know um uh Oh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Um, you know, basically undermining the government and things of that nature. Um, the woman in that story went through some horrific things, but the 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 teachings of her childhood and and the the scripture that she did know, God sustained her with that little bit the word of god is powerful people i tell you the word of god is sharper than a two-edged sword and when you ingest it when you digest it it cuts it cuts to 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 the core of your being it cuts to your innermost being it transforms you even in prison even in a hostile situation, it is life sustaining in the midst of your darkest hour. The spirit of the Lord can speak to you through his word audibly. You can just feel his presence. So I'm getting excited. I'm getting worked up here. <laughs> Get a hold of a Bible. If you don't have a lot, if you don't have, you know, the whole, the New and the Old Testament available to you, whatever you have, God will work with. Ask God for his power. Ask him, say, Lord, I need the power of your spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. I need your protection, even in the midst of your situation. Even when this woman was being beaten and tortured, at her lowest moments, God would speak to her. He would speak to her. He would encourage her and give her the strength to continue until she was released from prison. 
ask God for his protection, although he promises that, you know, when you belong to him, he says the angels of the Lord encamp around about those that fear him. So you have that protection available to you. Shield yourself with faith in God's promises to you. Begin to speak the truth. Begin to speak life into your own situation. Speak God's word into your life. Uh, speak the fact that you are the head and not the tail. Speak the fact that God came to set captives free. He came to... Um, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Begin to speak those things that you read in scripture. And that begins to speak life into your situation. Walk in peace, not revenge concerning your situation. Don't think of revenge. Don't think of how if you could, you would pay this person back. But, but walk in the peace of God. When Jesus was on the cross and his his um, offenders were crucifying him. He said, Father, lay this not to their charge. He didn't, he, he didn't have an attitude of revenge. He said, Father, they know not what they do. And God, believe it or not, can give you the grace to walk in peace in the midst of a horrible situation. Knowing that man can destroy your body, but he cannot destroy your soul. He can destroy your body, but he cannot destroy your soul. God is good, people. God is good and he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think gotta go just know that he loves you and i'll see you you'll hear me next week love you good night